Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Center of the Galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. Here we are, trying to live in a post-The Last Jedi era. Can we do it? Can we come together as fans and enjoy Star Wars again? Is it okay to not like The Last Jedi? Is it okay to love The Last Jedi? The answer is yes to all. 
We're going to get there. And we here in Force Center believe that. We do believe we are one of the more uh, common sense based Star Wars podcasts, but we always come down on the side of it's Star Wars. What do we love about it? Not what do we hate about it? Just like I think that's an exact quote from Rose Tico. All right, maybe not exact. Uh, I always say on the show, and look, we have a lot of uh, new listeners this week to the Force Center podcast feed. Whether or not you stick around, I hope you do. But uh, The Last Jedi obviously drew uh, drew some new ears, and we loved it. Um, we appreciate you guys checking us out. We appreciate the fans who have been here all along. We, we love doing this for you. So Spotlight Star Wars is a show that started uh, by uh, by me uh, over on my other podcast feed, The Knapsack Files. It came out of me doing Jedi Alliance over in the Pop- Popcorn Talk Network and then leaving that show and not having a place to talk about Star Wars. So uh, almost from episode one, I have been saying, what a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Now, I still believe that overall. I still absolutely believe it. Um, and this is not from a woe-is-me standpoint, but this past week plus has not been a great time to be a Star Wars fan for me and a lot of people. It, the Last Jedi kicked up a lot of dust. And I remember the first time I watched it, I'm sitting there I'm going, I think some people are going to have a problem with this movie, but I was thinking more of the humor, the porg, some of that kind of stuff. And and to be fair, a lot of, a lot of people do have a problem with that, but I did not expect, uh, I did not expect the problems to come about based on these big, giant uh, uh, philosophical differences over what it means to have a Star Wars story, a Star Wars movie, and lore, and Luke Skywalker, and all this stuff, and even some of these interviews surfacing of Mark Hamill. Uh, Hamill's been cantankerous this entire process, and I think we, we can see a little bit more insight into why. Strong feelings abound about Last Jedi, but it hasn't been fun because it, it's dust that's been kicked up. Just It just got to me. I went to the dark side a little bit this week, and I feel I, I per, perhaps owe an apology to some of our core fans who maybe saw me getting a little salty on Twitter. Um, if you had been in my mentions, and it's easy for me as uh, to be blunt, as just a, as a white male who's generally well loved in this uh, middle uh, media discussion world, especially the Star Wars discussion world and the Game of Thrones discussion world, I have a great time on the internet. I'm generally untouched by some of the horribleness that can be found there. But this week, it found me. My mentions just just bursting at the seams, which is. A horrible approach to discuss Star Wars. Horrible takes, and and people got upset at me saying, "Hey, you sound like you sound like you're you're think you say you got this movie and other people didn't. Other people didn't." And I'm going to say this here. I'm speaking for myself, not Joseph, not Jennifer, or anything here in the Force Center. Yes, I understood this better. This movie better than some people. A lot of you understood this movie better than some people. And I'm not talking about people who got it and didn't like the decision. I'm talking about people who don't understand the process of movie making, who don't grasp that this movie was written and pre-production began in 2014. Force Awakens came out in 2015. So there's a lot of hot takes on Ryan Johnson that are just putrid and wrong and don't know speak to a, a lack of knowledge on the movie making process uh, a lot of things like that yeah I, I i feel people didn't get that point there's there's things about the movie that you might not like and we are going to have a lot of time on the four center podcast feed going forward discussing them star wars counseling with joseph scrimshaw right now becomes our most important important show 
So I'm not here to say, we're not, this isn't the place to debate. It's also a one-person show. Well, it's going to be a boring debate, talking to myself. Um, uh, the thoughts on that's not my Luke Skywalker, all that stuff, those are valid questions. And if you're out there listening and you have those valid questions and you look at the choices that this movie made, and I said that one of the very first things I said over in Collider Jedi Council uh, during our non-spoiler review, it was like, this movie is risky, and it's risky in the way it decides to answer the questions. And there were questions that arose out of The Force Awakens, without a doubt. Uh, and I want to clarify that up, too, because we, we talk about speculating, speculating responsibly. We had that kind of um, conversation with our special guest, Audrey Kearns, this week on the Force Center main show. Um, and then we jokingly went uh, right into speculating about Episode Nine. I'm going to continue to speculate. That's part of the fun. I'm a Game of Thrones fan. Spe- speculation and theories are what is drives a lot of the fandom. That is not wrong, and I want to make sure that is clear. That is not wrong. We're going to continue. And out of The Force Awakens, one of the things I loved about The Force Awakens, and I think I said it here in Spotlight Star Wars, is that this brings in some new questions and lore into Star Wars, a la Game of Thrones, and I love that. And I did love that. I didn't have a t-shirt about it, but I had some ideas on who Snoke is. I had some thoughts on Rey's parents. I, uh, I, I thought she, her lineage could have been Kenobi. Thought still room for a Skywalker, direct uh, direct offspring of Luke, and all that intrigued me. I also believed for a long time that her parents were, as I kept saying, Bob and Jane Ray. They were nobodies, and that's more important to the story. Um, and I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I was, I don't want to say forced, but it's my job over at Collider to do some videos uh, about theories and Ray theories and everything. Um, you know, I, I get assigned things over there, to be blunt. Force Center is, is 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 mine along with Joseph and Jennifer's, and I get to talk a little bit more about what I want. Um, you, the YouTube Star Wars media world is driven by, hey, we think we cracked the code on whose race parents are. Um, it's just driven by it. Force Center is driven a little less by that, thankfully. Um, but point all that all that I point out to say that like yeah, absolutely, I dove in, and you probably dove in, and we're going to continue to dive in. I have some theories on nine. We should. These movies should raise those questions, and J.J. raised those questions. But Ryan answered them. And you might not have liked Ryan's answers. And that is a, that is a, a point that we can discuss as friends in the Star Wars universe. But why I, I, I feel, I, again, I owe apology to a lot of our fans because I got salty this week. But the reasons why, if you're in my mentions, and that includes going on Instagram, Facebook, uh, pictures of me and my girlfriend, and people would post things under it, horrible things about Ryan Johnson and and me, and in my opinions on it, deleting and deleting and deleting them. It uh, it it's just it's surprising how far some people have missed the mark on how to address their dislike of this movie. Uh, it's disheartening as a fandom. I see it in Marvel DC. I see it covering that stuff over in Collider. And again, YouTube comments are trash fires. I haven't gone into the Jedi Council YouTube comments in over a calendar year. Won't even click on them. Won't even look at them. Um, not that there's some people who are, aren't aren't supportive, um, but YouTube <laughs> comments, it's, it's just a trash fire. There's no other way to look at it. Um, but I... I the, the, the argument that, that Ryan Johnson threw out everything that J.J. did and uh, clearly went out of his way to 
attack the fans and attack Star Wars lore and attack fandom. That's just you're showing an ignorance of how the movie process was made. 2014, this movie was in production. Script written, designs being made. Some of them, if you've seen that Art of Last, Star, uh, of Last Jedi book, some of them from George Lucas's ideas. Uh, uh, George's idea to have Luke turn away from the Jedi Order and the teachings, that, that's in the movie, clearly. George probably would have taken a different direction. Uh, I'm curious to see George's 7, 8, and 9 scripts I'd, or, or treatments. I'd love to see that. But George gets weird, man. I love the Mortis arc, but it's weird. I love Yoda fighting Gollum Yoda in the last season of uh, Clone Wars, the, the Lost Missions. Uh, that's weird stuff from George. George loved to get weird. And the prequels got weird. That's part of the reason we like the prequels even more now. So all I had to say... Uh, I, again, I overall apologize for myself, uh, but also not speaking for Joseph and Jennifer, just found just some of the takes. I, I had to get in an argument with someone because they were like one of the plot holes of the movie. And all right, every movie has little plot holes, right? Every movie ever made, they're movies. If you've ever asked yourself the question, well, why didn't so-and-so tell so-and-so this part? Well, because it's a movie, and maybe there's a better way to execute that. Um, but if that person, you know, picks up the cell phone and calls the other person, the movie is over, right? Some of the stuff about why didn't Holdo tell Poe? Well, I have, a, I have a version of why Holdo didn't tell Poe her plan. He didn't deserve it. He cost people lives. He should have been in the brig, and I do agree with that. You know, Poe maybe should have been punished more. That's a good criticism of the storyline. Um, but if I was Holdo... And I've been that. I've been a boss over officers. I've been a boss over people. Uh, and I've had to tell them, you don't need to know. I'm in charge. Sit back down. So I love that stuff with Holdo and Poe. But, you know, some people ask it. All right, but that's a fair question to ask. But other, I had one person get I got in this argument. One of the plot holes of the movie was how the hell did DJ Benicio Del Toro know that the Resistance was launching little shuttles off the Rattus? How did he know to tell the First Order? And if that, and they're like, see, plot hole. Like, mic dropped, arms folded, I made my point. And it's like, then you didn't see the movie. You didn't see the movie because you missed the part where he was eavesdropping quite clearly in front of Finn and Rose about that moment. And that, and that is what upset me this week. There was a lot of that. So if you felt like I was uh, being a little grumpy, you, you feel you're a longtime Force Center fan and you want some empathy because, hey, I didn't like Last Jedi. How do I, how do I live in this post-Last post Jedi world? We're going to figure that out as a Star Wars family. We are going to figure that out. I love this movie. It's poetry to me. It's a perfect. No, there's been one perfect Star Wars movie. Attack of the Clones. Kidding. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back, obviously. That's the only one I can look at and go, there's nothing I'd change. Nothing I'd change. New Hope is close because it's a perfectly tightly wrapped story as it's meant to be. Um, but uh, Last Jedi has, has flaws. But it, and it is sort of messy. But there's some beauty in that. Some art is messy, and I love it. And I love the choices that Ryan Johnson made. Um, so we're gonna. If you need empathy, if you if you're trying to feel, hey, I didn't like this movie. Number one, I agree with our friend Still Saunders. He just said it on Jedi Council this past week. If if Last Jedi is causing you that much problems with the star, and you're you hate being a Star Wars fan now, you you don't have to be anymore. Don't forget, we all have that choice. But. We're all not, not going to. We survived Attack of the Clones, right? The worst of the prequels. We can survive this. We survived the holiday special, which was great in its own magical way. But we can get through it. Force Awakens wasn't perfect. Rogue One was not perfect. 
And there's one take that that, that upsets that, that upsets me. And I, and I and again, that's so. Uh, if you felt you were caught in the crossfire of some of the stuff this week, even here on Force Center, even here, in, if you're a Jedi Council fan, if you're caught in, the, you're like, hey, I'm just a fan who has some questions about this movie. I'm not sure if I like it. And then suddenly, uh, laser bolts are whizzing past you because I'm fighting with someone on Twitter, which I normally do not do, but I got pulled into stuff this week. I apologize. You're like R2 and 3PO in that corridor on the blockade runner. Just keep walking. Hopefully, the bolts will miss you. But like, here's like, I just got this comment. As I'm recording, setting up to record, I got this comment on my Instagram page on a picture I posted a week ago. Uh, actually, almost two weeks ago because it was at the premiere of, of Last Jedi. This guy, I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to delete the comment after I read this because I'm out of – and that guy, this guy, if you're listening, you can thank me later because you sound like an idiot. He says, we all love Star Wars, exclamation point. But you know that movie was completely a dump on the original trilogy, turning Vader doesn't matter, defeating the Death Star, the Emperor, the Starkiller base, and Snoke. None of it matters because the stormtroopers rule the galaxy, LOL. Space ellipses with four uh, dots because that's not what an ellipses is, uh, three, and then a space. Uh, dude, please, then this is what gets me upset. Dude, please be more honest than Collider Jedi Council. And lastly, the lightsaber he threw over the cliff, and he got that saber in the same scene he saw the hologram R2 showed him, LOL. Well, I bet RJ, Ryan Johnson, said, Luke, when we when he played that video, should force crush him for showing him that. And that's what these scenes are like. What does that even mean? How, what? And there's ellipses. And then he throws in a correct ellipses, three dots in a space. So what's, and, but one of his ellipses was two dots in a space. What's going, I'm going to delete this for your safety, friend. But what does that mean? And this was a complete dump on the original trilogy is amazingly a bad take, and a lot of people were tossing those grenades our way. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's where we're going to have to find out how we come together as fans. If you hated this movie and had legit reasons why, I accept them. And you don't, and, and you don't need me to accept it. Hate this movie. I have a good friend was a, a supervising producer with me over at Screen Junkies. Lives in New York now. Big Star Wars guy. Big Star Wars guy. He and I used to talk every morning in Screen Junkies about Star Wars. He texted me after Last Jedi, and he was like, "Meh, nah, didn't like it." I said, oh, I jokingly said, "You're a monster." And I said, "Go see it again." He said, "Nah," and he gave me four reasons. Four, not just bullet points. He the large text. This was a very long text message of his four reasons why he didn't like the Last Jedi. You know, I looked at it and I went, you know, if that's what your view on it is, if that's what you're taking from this movie or think that this movie needed, yeah, then you didn't like this movie, and that is fair. He said, I rank it six on all Star Wars movies. Had some great sequences, but you know, he felt there was no real villain. He felt it lacked a, a Han or Lando type of swashbuckling character. Uh, the romance, which I, I'll say, you know, the Finn and the Finn and Rose stuff is is stuff that probably works the least in the movie. The two great actors, I felt there was some chemistry wasn't there, and and uh, some of the stuff was too on the nose, right? I think we can, even if you love the movie, you can kind of agree. The Canto Bite, the whole sequence, um, it was disappointing to a lot of people. Um, the romance that I wanted, the sweeping Star Wars romance, we didn't get. We got an awkward kiss at the end, and maybe we'll get that in nine. Speculation time. Um, so anyways, my friend gave me this stuff, and I was like, you know what? I, I'm not even going to debate you on it. You, have, you've, you've under, you understand why you don't like this movie. And a lot of people out there, you probably listening now, you probably understand why you don't like this movie. And if that's I, – I want you to be at that point because we generally here, Joseph, Jennifer, I, we understand why we love this movie. And that, I think, is the crux. There's, there's things if you accept – if you accept the decisions Luke Skywalker made, especially with Ben Solo back in the Academy days, if you look at that and go, ah, I like what that is and I like the fallout, you probably love this move. If you look at it and you go, and if you're like Mark Hamill and go, I don't think Luke would have done that. I think even if he did that, he would have taken a year and come back and tried to do things right. Uh, then, then that's I think one of the jumping points of uh, uh, jumping points for this movie. You jump from there to whether you love or like this movie. If you can accept a lot of that, because I think a lot of people accept some stuff about Ray. Hey, she's a nobody. Great, get it. Um, Snoke's dead. Interesting, but all right, get it. Now Kylo's the big bad, and he's unchained. He's unleashed. Interesting, different take. But it's a Luke Skywalker thing, and it should be. Luke Skywalker should be the focal point of either loving or hating or liking or, or seeing this movie because this was the story of Luke Skywalker. Seven was the story of Solo. Han, that is, not Ben. Eight, Luke. Nine, supposed to be Leia, and we're not going to get that, unfortunately. Um, so there should be a lot of questions about Luke, and I think that's where a lot of the discussion is going to be going forward. We're going to have to look at the story of Luke Skywalker, and see if you liked it. I, it was the ending I didn't know I needed. Some of you, it's the ending you didn't want. And that's fair. That's fair. We'll start from there. That's how we're going to survive in this post-The Last Jedi world. We're going to start from that point and work our way on. And Force Center will be the home of great conversations. You know, 
We we celebrate The Last Jedi for what it is. We'll talk about for what it wasn't. We'll celebrate the diversity of the casting. We'll celebrate the big swings and, and hits that Ryan Johnson made. And we'll talk about the swings and misses that Ryan Johnson had. We'll talk about the interesting points. We'll, we'll talk about the funny little things. We'll have our databank brawls. We will we will uh, dive into this movie. We have a lot of time before nine. Solo's around the corner. It's a whole different thing. As far as the saga films, it should be important. And I'm glad. I'm glad. If you're out there listening and you're, and you're like, I still, I don't like The Last Jedi. I'm glad. I'm glad you still come to us because you're going to find a home. You're going to still have a home for being a Star Wars fan. For Center is a, a, a thing that has sprung up out of a necessity for me to need a place to talk about Star Wars, and then I, I end up working with Joseph on it. He comes in, and we're the co-creator of this, and Jennifer comes in shortly right thereafter and is a co-creator of this, and, and we build this thing up, and, and we pride ourselves on, on allowing this discussion to happen. We occasionally get grumpy. I still don't like Chewbacca, Mom. I still think one day you're going to find out that that was a complete paid-for ad. Much like, remember that, 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 that viral video of a girl in her underwear doing uh, uh, Wii sports or Wii exercises and boyfriend tapes? It was all a work. That thing garnered millions upon millions of views. It was all a created ad. You didn't find out for years. I'm going on record that Chewbacca mom was still a fake. But that's we got grumpy then, and that upset a lot of people. Uh, I get grumpy over some of them space whales. I get grumpy over them puffer pigs. We're going to have that. I want you guys to give us the room to get a little grumpy. And we'll give you some room to get a little grumpy. And that is how we're going to go on here in a post-The Last Jedi world. We'll get there. You might change your opinion of it. You might over time like it less. You might over time like it more. I cannot tell you how many times people have told me, saw it a second time. Wow, that movie changed for me. So if you've only seen it a first time, I don't think you should have to see it a second time. And maybe that's that's why the movie doesn't work on some level. Maybe it was too much of a think piece. Maybe it was too different. That's That's a fair criticism. This should all hit in, in uh, the first viewing, right? But I, I see it different. I see it like any art. And this is, there's some artistic choices in this movie. There's some artistic shots in this movie. One of the most beautiful Star Wars movies, I think. But you should look at it and come back to it and learn from it. Like a great story. Like a poem. Like a painting. And Ryan Johnson himself said, I was fortunate enough to go to this WGA screening a little while back. Um... He said, I, there's things for me in this movie that are personal, that I put in there personally from my life, lessons from my life, but I'm not going to tell you which ones because I don't want it to influence what you take from this movie. And that is art. That is art. The Force Awakens had a lot of themes too. J.J. JJ did good. J.J. and Michael Arndt with what he did in the early drafts and Lawrence Kasdan, they put some layers in that movie. I really think Force, uh, Force Awakens is about identity, taking off those masks. And there's lessons there. And I really think The Force, uh, The Last Jedi, is about choices. The choices we make. Kylo made a choice. He chose a couple times over to really confirm his decision to go to the dark side. That is why I believe Leia says he's lost. That's why Luke is like, I'm not saving him. I'm here to destroy him. 
Or at least that's what he tells Kylo. He's there to stall him, really. But it is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice on the level of Obi-Wan. That is a choice that Luke made. Luke made some choices. He made a choice to give in to his fear. To step a little bit towards the dark side and maybe take out Kylo, Ben, early. That was a choice. That choice had consequences. Because of those consequences, he made another choice. To run away. Leia's made choices. She made a choice. She was supposed to be Luke's first student. She made a choice to not pursue being a Jedi because it served the galaxy better for her to be around in government and eventually to start the resistance when that was needed. That was a choice she made. Perhaps there's consequences in that. Maybe she would have kept Ben closer, maybe even closer to watch Ben. Ray's making a choice. She's making a choice to run off too early. She's making a choice to not give in to her fear of being a nobody, but having a place with Kylo, which is what Kylo's doing, playing upon her fear. Finn makes a choice. That choice is clear, stated clearly. He did everything in Force Awakens for personal reasons, not for resistance versus First Order reasons. And he starts out on that path here, but he learns through his adventures, through his failures, and through his partnering with Rose, and their betrayal by DJ, good old don't, don't join uh, Del Toro, he, lose, he makes a choice. He learns that he has to make a choice. This movie is about choices that's fascinating, and there can be uh, rewards there. It's about failure, coming back from failure. It's about growing old. I love the Yoda mentor, mentor stuff. Um, and it's also, as most Star Wars movies are, about growing up. So those are the themes. We'll discuss them. Uh, if you have a problem with new force powers that weren't before established in the Star Wars universe, I, I, I don't know how, but we'll, we'll try to discuss that. In 1983, when I saw the Emperor use force lightning for the first time, no one was thinking, well, they didn't state that was a power before. There's not an Excel sheet of force powers. Um, I'm fascinated by the fact that the force is so big that there's new things we can learn about it in each movie if the creators uh, want to tell those stories. But if that's a legit concern, we'll talk about it. Star Wars Canceling with Joseph Scrimshaw, like I said, is now our most important show. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a nice discussion. And in closing, as I move to some questions, uh, again, I feel I want to apologize to any Force Center listener, especially the long-time ones who felt me particularly was a little grumpy and salty this week. And if you feel even that in some of the things I'm saying in my, my, my show here today... I understand, and I'm 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 sorry, um, but uh, sometimes <laughs> the shield is up because you slide into my mentions on Twitter, and it's a battleground. And sometimes, much like Luke Skywalker, you give in to your your fears, you give in to your anger, and you grab that lightsaber and you want to cut down your enemy. Um, but I I'm not on the dark side here now. We're going to find a way how to live in a post-The Last Jedi world. But as we always do here on Spotlight Star Wars, let's go to the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars and take some questions. Patrick Soler asks, Hey, if Ryan isn't trying to clean up J.J.'s movie, how do you explain the Falcon losing the rectangle antenna? And he says, hashtag sarcasm. But it's fun. Uh, it's Patrick, good joke. Two, yeah, it's interesting. Is that going to be? Is this a bit of a running joke now? We're just going to keep losing that radar uh, antenna there. I would love that. Uh, 
Just like I actually would be okay if the, one of the running jokes is that Phasma keeps surviving. I actually think she'll be back. There's a theory. Um, I love that uh, maybe we get that a triangle radar antenna, maybe a rhombus-shaped antenna going forward. Just means I'm going to have to buy a new Lego set. I like that question a lot, Patrick. Um, and Alex Lloyd says, hey, at the end of The Force Awakens, there are noticeably a number of birds flying around as Ray climbs the steps. They are distinctly not porgs. Do we need a, a special edition of The Force Awakens to CGI all these birds into porgs? No. No, Alex and Alex, it's a great observation. Alex is a, a regular contributor here in Fort Center with some great questions. Uh, no, I don't think we need that. But... Because you could say, hey, it's a, big, it's a big enough island that there's other species, a big enough world that there's other species, obviously. I don't think we need that, but I wouldn't mind it. I actually am holding right here. Hear that sound? That is my Force Awakens Blu-ray. Um, I don't know which version I bought. There's so many versions that came out. Um, but you know what's interesting here? Uh, I need to buy a new one. Uh, it's scratched. I've watched this movie so much that I can no longer watch The Force Awakens. Uh, it by the time you get to Maz's castle, uh, the, the uh, Blu-ray just skips and stops working, and it comes uh, back up a little bit, and then it goes away. And it's kind of depressing. I couldn't watch The Force Awakens in the week leading up to the Last Jedi. Not that I needed to, but I wanted to. It didn't work. So you know what? Since I need to buy a new Blu-ray, Porgs are all the rage. And I like the Porgs. Alex, you're right. I think we do need a Force Awakens special edition with Porgs. I think we can do that. Final question. Stephen Patrick Helm at Steve-O says stuff. He says, hi, Ken. Hi, Stephen. Have your thoughts on the Legends of Luke Skywalker novel changed after seeing The Last Jedi? And do you see the novel as a worthy companion to the movie? Great question. And I've addressed this a little bit on Jedi Council, and I think a little bit on Force Center, the main show, so I want to directly state it here. Apologize if I'm repeating myself a little bit. Uh, Stephen, it's a great question, because, yes, uh, my per, my thoughts and, and, and uh, interpretation and everything, everything about the Legend of Luke Skywalker novel has changed. I still say this. It's the weirdest Star Wars book I've ever read. It's got some weird stuff. It, at times, is tough to get through. I'm not, I, that's just a, a fact um, for me, a personal fact. But there are so many things in that book that not just set up The Last Jedi, connect to The Last Jedi, but it gives you the best picture into the path that Luke Skywalker took from Jedi uh, to Jedi, from return to last. Um, His mindset, um, I don't want to say I was a little more prepared. I definitely was not prepared for Luke force projecting himself and all that stuff. I I didn't think that was going to happen. I was caught off guard by that, which is why the first viewing, I was like, what did I watch? Big question mark. Second viewing, oh my gosh, I love what I watched. Um, and uh, that's for anyone, anyone who keeps questioning my, quote, honesty on Jedi Council, which I get a lot of. Um, that's what changed. That's the biggest thing. I thought about the Luke angle, and I fell in love with what they did with it in the second viewing, drove that home. But uh, I think I was a little more prepared to get to that point by reading The Legends of Luke Skywalker. The fishing pole, that's in the book. That's where it's... Now, again, the book is written after the Last Jedi scripts put out, so they go back and they're able to connect all these dots there. Um, it works. The children from Canto Bight, not necessarily those exact Zach Three, Broom Kid and his buddies, um, those kids from Canto Bight going, being transported to Canto Bight to work in the father's stalls, they're in that book. They're the ones telling the stories, the legends of Luke Skywalker. And that, to me... 
was fascinating. Joseph actually picked that up before I did. Leaned over to me after I think the third time he saw it, fourth time I saw it, uh, and was like, "Hey, that's from that's like connects to the book." And I was blown away. I was blown away by it. Um, so yes, I have rethought my my take on the Legends of Luke Skywalker. There's a lot of tasty morsels in there. It's a it's a weird meal to eat, but it fills you up once you get done with it. Uh, there's the the Mole story, Luke going undercover as a protocol droid. It's all kind of weird, but the lessons that Luke has in the has uh, learns in those experiences in those, the things he takes from that, including the idea of sacrifice, um, and that the deeds in the past will 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 echo in the future. It's key stuff. So yes, Stephen, my take on that has changed a little bit. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys out there understand what I'm trying to say today, understand why I'm trying to address some stuff, uh, accept my apology if you felt I was salty, but also understood that uh, there is a lot of hot takes on The Last Jedi that come from a dark place. There are good takes, good takes on the bad stuff, good takes on the great stuff, and we here at Force Center are going to be your home to discuss it all. Please stick around for the ride. That's it for this week. Spotlight Star Wars is over for now. I'm going to enjoy the holidays. We'll be back. Don't forget to find me on Twitter at Ken Napsack. Find the podcast, the Force Center podcast feed on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Got our Facebook page. Like it there. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Force Center, and on Public. We are on Spotify. If you don't know that yet and have missed that announcement, we are on Spotify, as well as the other normal spots, including Google Play. That's it for this week. May that Force thing kind of, sort of, always remain around you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.